You are now listening to the London International Christian Church Podcast. Alright family, it's awesome to praise his name. Come on. You know, before I start, I want to sort out something in the church. Okay. Come so there are two streets is empty here. I don't know why they're empty. Hey. I mean, you know, everyone's like, oh, I like to be on this side. <laughs> Everyone being there sick all the time. <laughs> but let's move forward, guys. Let's move forward. You know, we want to join. Come, come closer to the throne. Yeah. <laughs> come closer. You know, it's so awesome to to be with the family again today. I'm so privileged to stand before you. I'm a wretched man who has no idea what what what, what God has done in his life. Like, wow, here I am today. But before I go on, let's have a word of prayer. Mm-hmm. Father in heaven, thank you so much for. And taking every one of us to be here today. You've really just allowed us to come here today. You've given us the opportunity to choose to be here with you today, Father. Um, I just so I just love you, Father. Just reading your word each day makes me see that wow, you are a God that loves us. You are a God, you are a father that really wants us to be close to him, Father. You are not any ordinary father who spends just ten minutes with us. You're not any ordinary father who says, I have just one hour for you. You are a father who wants to spend eternity with us. Who wants to spend the whole lifetime with us, Father. I'm just so grateful because I know that you always have time for every one of us. Thank you so much, Lord. Today, Lord God, I want to beg you today that you please let everyone today have a changed heart from your message. Please move me aside, God. I don't want to be a stumbling block to anyone here. Mm. I want to be able to speak your message without fear. To not be afraid, but to speak your message with power and with deep conviction. So that your children will be more like you, Father. Mm. Lord, I want to be more like you. And I hope everyone in this room wants to be like you, Father. Father, please open our hearts. Open our ears. Open our eyes, open our minds, open everything, Lord God, that needs your word in us. Mm-hmm. So that we will leave you, Lord God, as changed man and changed woman. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Lord, for our brothers and sisters who are right now in Hungary. Yes. Thank you for the service going on right there in Hungary right now. Thank you so much for the service in London in the West region. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the service in the North region. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the service in the East region. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the services around the world, all the international Christian churches around the world, almost 71 nations right now mm-hmm. across different time zones, mm-hmm. worshiping you, mm-hmm. preaching your message, casting out sin in my lives. Mm-hmm. Father, I pray. As you were there with them at the beginning of today, please be with us today also. Amen. We love you, Lord. And we pray all this in the name of your wonderful son, Jesus. Amen. 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 Welcome, guys. I've got ten things to mention to you today. Ten points right now. And you're like, oh, ten points? How much time do we have? (laughs) Some of you came yesterday thinking, we'll be done by 12. We're going home, have lunch. But to be honest with you, we will be done by 12, so relax. (laughs) You know, the ten things I have for you today are, number one, happiness. Number two, money. Number three, freedom. Number four, peace. Number five, joy. Woo! 
who likes joyful? Yep. Number six, balance. Who wants to have a balanced life? Yep. Who wants to have a happy life? I do. Thank you. You guys don't want to have a happy Who wants to have enough money to do what you want to do? Yeah. Who wants to have enough freedom in life? Yeah. You want to go to work, but also choose to stay at home. Yeah. To work. Yeah. Like, I just want to be free in life, you know? Who wants to have confidence? Yeah. To walk in the room and the room shakes. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to have stability in life? Yeah. Other line is doubting. <laughs> Who wants to have passion? Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. 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 Who wants to be passionate about everything in life? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> Come on. You know, what, what are all these 10 things? Do you know what these things are? And Fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit. I want Bible Fruit of the Spirit. Well, I don't know what Bible you're reading, bro. From a command, what are all these 10 things? Good things. Good things. But all these 10 things are the things that everybody in life seeks after. But can we get them? Mm. Everyone wants all these things. But we cannot get them. Why? Why can't we get them? There's one there's one thing that is missing on this list. You know what's missing on that list? Jesus. Jesus. God is missing on that list. The world says, I want all these things, but no one says, I want God. I want God. I want God's will. I want what He wants. These are the things that we all want. Who wants what God wants? Who wants what God wants? You see, these things are byproducts of a relationship with God. It's a byproduct of someone who is seeking God with all their hearts. So today, let's see what God wants. And let's see if we can make what God wants what we want. You guys with me? Yeah. yeah. Tell your Bibles with me to Ephesians chapter 5. If you have a Bible with you, let's see Ephesians chapter 5. If you don't have a Bible, please listen to the person next to you and share the scriptures so that we can truly come to an understanding of God's word today. Ephesians chapter 5. When you're there, can you please give me an amen? Amen. You see, today's lesson is not about you, it's about God. Amen. amen. Ephesians chapter 5. <laughs> and we see here in verse 7, verse 15. The Bible says in verse 15, Well, be very careful. <laughs> then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity. Because the days are evil, therefore do not be foolish. But understand what the Lord's will is. It says for you to understand what the Lord's will is. Who knows what the Lord's will is today? Let's have some show of hands. What is the Lord's will? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, that's what I want to say. Amen. Yeah. Follow his word. Follow his word. Yeah, to look after orphans and widows. Come on, awesome. What, Ooh. You stole my scripture right there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. God's will is for everyone to be saved. Whether you believe in him or not. It's interesting. 
Whether you believe in God or not, God wants you to be saved. Whether you like Him or not, He still wants you to be saved. Whether you think that there are many gods, God still wants you to be saved. Everything, doesn't matter who you are, all people is what? All people. It wants all people to be saved. I want to tell you guys a story. There's a guy who grew up as a young kid in a room with 14 people. He grew up in a two-bedroom. 14 people living in a two-bedroom house. This guy never slept on his bed alone. Never, ever. All the time, there was always someone, or either at the, bed of the, at the foot of the bed, or on the other side of the bed, you know, one foot in your, in your mouth. You know, it's more like six people on one bed, sleeping in one bed. And one day, he asked his mom, Mom, I want to know my dad. I want to know my dad. Mom says, okay. She arranges a meeting with his dad. And he says, Father, I do not want anything from you. Only one thing I want from you. Pick me up every Saturday morning. And train me. Train me. Train me. Just train me every Saturday morning. The father says, okay, 4.30 in the morning, I'll pick you up next Saturday. 4.30 a.m. Like, so we're going like, who likes picking up at 4.30 right here? No, no like four. You know, you know, you're not a person by what time they wake up, guys. You wake up at 11 a.m. like, oh, 11 a.m. I mean, the world was has conquered already by 11 a.m. So I, mean, I know someone who says, I wake up at 1 p.m. Oh, yeah. 1 p.m. Oh, my goodness. You know, countries have been conquered already. The stock market's almost closed. People have gone to work and come back home. 1 p.m. Oh, my goodness. Back to the story. <laughs> you know, this is 4.30 a.m. And the dad says, Son, we're going to run from here to the fire department. Two miles going, two miles back. And when I'm going to jog, we're going to run. Okay. They run. Run. Running, running, running. And every day you're doing this, every Saturday, running, running. And one day the dad says, Son, I want you to pull that other person outside. I'm like, what do you mean pull that other person outside? Kids, kids keep running. Son, I want you to pull that other person outside. The kids keep saying, like, you know, I know you're older than I am. <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired and you want to make excuses to leave. The guy says, son, pull that other person outside of you. The kids are like, okay, I know you have a job. Maybe you feel like, you know, I'm tired, I want to go home. Who is that other person you're talking about? The father says, son, that other person inside of you, pull that person outside. Pull that person outside of you because that person is always somebody inside of you that works harder, that is more committed, that is more dedicated, that is more loving, that is more faithful, that is more social, that is the best person you can be. Pull that person outside of you because, son, you'll one day face something 
that is bigger than you. Pull that person outside. Because that inner person is the only thing that can overcome that bigger thing that is coming against you. Because if you do not do this, you will one day quit and fail. You will one day quit. Your life will not be fulfilled. You need an inner drive from within you that overcomes that thing that is to come in your life. And I believe today, as human beings, that inner person inside of us is only possible to come out when God is inside of you. God has to be that one in you that, that is fully, that is your driving force. Because if everything in life is about you, you will one day quit. Yeah. If life is about you, you will quit. You will never be able to face the most challenging situations in your life. Who has challenging situations in your life right now? We all do. Some of you don't know it yet, but it's there. <laughs> we all have challenging situations in our lives. But you must pull that person. That person can only come when God's will is in you. When it's not about you, but it's about the legacy of God in your heart and for everyone around you. Because if it's about you, you will quit. My title today is God's will, not your will. God's will, not your will. My lesson today is God's will, not your will. Who knows what the word will means today? Let's have an engaging conversation. Who knows knows what will means? Will. Uh, your desire. This, ooh, desire. Sorry, I like that. Desire. Desire, okay. Something you leave behind. She said it. <laughs> she said it. Yeah, something, something you leave what, behind. Something you leave behind. Let's go, let's go, let's go. What you want. What you want. Ooh. Mm. The definition of desire originally is the, the faculty of the mind which selects. At the moment of a decision, the strongest desire, the strongest one, from among the various desires present in you. Mm-hmm. Question, what is your strongest desire? Mm. What is your strongest desire? Is your desire to please yourself or to please God? The Bible says, find out what pleases God, right? Mm-hmm. To know what pleases Him. It's not about your experiences, it's about, okay, what pleases God? That is what I want to know. Let's go to the Bible in 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy 2. You guys with me? Yep. Yep. Yeah. 1 Timothy 2. Can someone please open the door and ask probably the, the janitor to reduce the heat in the air? It's like extremely hot. And I'm, I'm like, <laughs> 1 Timothy 2. I know you guys like being hot in here, but I think you guys will fall asleep from the heat right now. It gets so cozy and comfortable. We need to cool up a little bit. First Timothy 2, in verse 1. The Bible says, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanks even be made for what? I want to know. I want to know you guys are reading with me, please. All people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful lives and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants what? All people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, 
one mediator between God and, and mankind. The man Christ Jesus who gave himself as a ransom for what? All people. This has now been witnessed to at the proper time. Bible says God wants all people to be saved. All people. Do you want to be saved? Yes. Yes. Do you want all people to be saved? Yes. So if you want all people to be saved, the question is, what are you doing about it? Right. What are you doing about it? Because if it's your will, it's what you will do, right? So today I want to challenge you to impose God's will on your will. I got three points for you today. My, my first point is stop running from God's will. Run for God's will. Point number one. Stop running from God's will. Run for God's will. Point number two. Get up early for God's will. Not your will. Those of you who don't like getting up early, <laughs> I want to challenge you today to get up early. For God's will. Not your will. You know, we better feed the church based on the needs of the church. Mm-hmm. Looking at your faces right now, I know some of you struggle getting up early. <laughs> the third point fall to the ground and die for God's will. Fall to the ground and die. So, you guys, ready? Yeah. Let's go. Point number one. If you can, turn your Bible to the book of Jonah. Who likes Jonah right here? Who who can relate with Jonah? (laughs) Who is that kind of guy who keeps running from what you need to do? You see, look at the dust behind me. I'm gone. (laughs) You know, running from the will of God. You know, the Bible says in Matthew 28, in verse 18 to 20, it says, Go make disciples of what? All nations. All people are where? In all nations. When you've made them into disciples, you should do what? Baptize. Oh, all right. Okay, okay, okay. Baptize them. When you've baptized them, what do you do then? Teach them. Teach them to obey what? Everything. Everything. Yes, what? Commanded them. So, the question is, if we know that that's God's will for all men to be saved, to literally become his disciples... Are you running from that will, or are you running for that will? You know, we live in a world of negativity. Mm -hmm. The moment you get into a tube, you get into a vacuum of negativity. It's like there's no air I cannot breathe. That's because you're under pressure of negativity. You know, you're in TFL, which is contactless. Everyone contactless. No contacts. Contactless. No contact the rest of the day. No contacts. But in the world that we have nowadays, you know how many thoughts go on in your mind? Forty thousand to fifty thousand thoughts in your mind every day. Did you guys hear what I said? Yes, I know. Before you came here today. Yeah. You almost had like 20,000 already. The day is still going. There'll be more to come. By the time you sleep, you would have got 50,000 thoughts. And you know what the surprising thing is, guys? 87% of all those thoughts are negative. The question is today to you, how much of your thoughts are about God wants all men to be saved? 
Mm. Let's be honest. How much do you think daily wake up till you sleep? God wants all men to be saved. God wants all men to be saved. Can you guys repeat after me? God wants all men to be saved. God wants all men to be saved. I want to put at least two or three thoughts in there with you guys. <laughs> God wants all men to be saved. But you know, when we don't do this, what is the issue? Selfishness. It's a selfishness. It's a love issue. What does the Bible say in Mark 12? The Bible says in Mark 12, it says, love God. With all your what? Heart. With all your mind. mind. So what are all those 42,000 thoughts? They should be focused on God. All 40 to 50,000 thoughts should be, I love you, God. And because of that, you can then love your neighbor as you love yourself. We live in a world of negativity. And I want to challenge and inspire you today to change your heart, change your thinking. Beg God, God, please give me thoughts of you every single minute of my life. Because if you don't, you will never have God's will on your heart. If God is not there, you don't want God's will. You guys with me? Yeah. yeah. So let's see in the book of Jonah, the guys that you guys all like. Yeah. You guys like Jonah, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you can relate to Jonah. <laughs> let's see what Jonah has to do with us today in Jonah chapter 1. You know, so who knows the book before Jonah? Uh, it is. Oh, oh, no, no, don't know what it is. Obadiah, you know, my wife told me, babe, you know how our region is very smart? So I'm testing the region now to see how smart we are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my wife is your biggest fan. Like, she loves you guys. Like, you know, you're so smart. Like, okay, 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 okay. Thank you, babe, for letting me love my region right there. <laughs> so in the book of Jonah, we're seeing chapter one. Who knows the book after Jonah? I just saw it. I'm not. <laughs> Jonah chapter 1 let's see what Jonah says in verse 1 it says in verse 1 the word of the Lord came to Jonah son of Amittai go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me but Jonah ran away ah, here we go and now we feel like we're like Jonah we're running away right <laughs> From the Lord and headed to Tarshish, going to Spain and holiday. And he went down to Joppa, where he found the ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to what? Flee from the Lord. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and the violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and he cried out to his own God. And they, and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. You know, when things go bad in your life, start thinking, what do I need to change? Yeah, yeah. you need to change your relationship with God. Mm. Don't, it's not about throwing up other things. It's like throwing up the wrong things and focus on God. Mm. But Jonah, Jonah is so awesome. Look at this guy. <laughs> but Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. Mm. You know, it's like, what is Jonah doing here? Jonah is not just physically running from God. He's literally shutting God's message out of his mind. He's saying, I don't want to think about it. I know what God says. I don't want to think about it. I want to just sleep. Question, are you sleeping? Mm. Looking at your eyes, guys. Are you sleeping, Sean? <laughs> are you sleeping? 
Or are you running from God's will? Let's see what Jonah does in chapter 3. And in verse 1, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah, a what? A second time. You see, God will always give you a second chance. Some of us think, oh, only once I've arrived. No, God will always give you a second chance. Because he loves you. It says, go to that great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. You know, we don't preach a message that the message is of our own. The message is of God. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Are you going to London today? No, Nineveh was a very large city. It took three days to go through it. Man, I wish that was London, man. It would have been easy to evangelize the city. (laughs) Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city, proclaiming 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. The Ninevites believed God. And I pray that those of you in this room who don't believe God, for you to believe God. A fast was proclaimed, and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. Well, that's not fancy for, is it? It's not like the high street clothing. When Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, sat down in the dust. This is the proclamation issued in Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles. Do not let people, I like this guy, or animals, Herds or flocks taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink, but let people and animals be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Are you calling on God? Mm-hmm. Let them give up their evil ways and their violence. See, God calls everyone to repent and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Who knows? God may yet relent with compassion. Turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented. He did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. And the church said, Amen. Amen. What can we learn from Jonah here? The story of Jonah is not about someone in a fish. That's, that's what the world tells you. The story of Jonah, I believe, is a story of God's love for everybody. That God will say, you know what, I'm sending someone to preach his message to the lost world. That all people should be saved. But what is Jonah doing? He's running away from his calling. Jonah did not want God's will for himself. He wanted his own will to be done. And I want to challenge you today that it's not about the product. It's about the process of you obeying God. Look at Jonah. He runs away the first time, comes back second time, and how fruitful is he? He's so fruitful, he changes actually the whole city by doing what? Just saying what God tells him to say. Question is, are you saying, are you doing what God wants you to do? The book of Jonah is a warning. I believe it's a warning. I think it was put in there in the Bible specifically for us to see like, hey, when God says he wants all men to be saved, he really means it. Those that don't deserve it. Those that don't deserve it. Those who are so wretched in your sin. Because who was wretched in the sin here? I was wretched in my sin. I was absolutely wretched in my sin. But here I am today. Not because I did anything special. <laughs> because God said, my son died for you. 
This is the message. Change your life. That's all. You know, we live in a world now where we have Brexit in the UK. Who likes Brexit? Who wants to wants, wants live in the, the Great Britain? Who Great Britain? I believe Brexit is a sign that we should exit our old lives and come into our new lives in Christ Jesus. Amen, guys? It is Brexit. It's, it's it. Exit your old life into Christ Jesus. Brexit. Brexit. You know, it's a message. Jonah's, Jonah's message is a message of grace. That God says, I have a heart for the people. You know, Jonah was unwilling, right? He didn't want to go. Jonah was inadequate. So who feels inadequate right now? Who feels, I can't do it? I just can't do it. Who feels, I'm unqualified? I'm totally unqualified. Who feels I got a weak character? I'm putting my hand up the whole time, guys. What about you? Guys? <laughs> <laughs> Who feels I'm um, like um, <laughs> I just can't do it. <laughs> Who feels he has no regard for people? And let's be honest, guys. That's not lie. Sometimes we don't have regard for people. We think about ourselves a lot. Yeah. yeah. You walk on the street and you see someone dying there. You see, you see a beggar. You know why? You know if you don't have regard for, regard for people, you see a beggar. You walk past. You keep going. Yeah. You know you don't have any regard for people. You know, I see there's a guy here in this room today who had regard for me. Like I said in our day, Ramon. Two weeks ago, I was coming to church and I was with Amaya in the pram. And I got to the Waterloo station. I'm like, oh my goodness, steps. Yeah. I have a pram and steps. Not just two steps. You know, you know the Waterloo station steps, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, how do I go now? I don't, I don't want to be late because the guy's waiting for me to preach the message. And I see this guy, and he just comes and runs up to me and helps me take the pram down. Oh, wow. <laughs> see, God is looking for people who have regard for one another. Jonah mm. didn't have a regard for the people. He only had regard for himself. And today I want to challenge you to not do what Jonah did by running away, but to do what Jonah did by coming back to preach the message of Jesus. Mm. To preach the message. You no, know, Jonah was in the fish for three days and three nights. And I believe those three days were actually a time of fasting and prayer. That he fasted in the, in the fish, like no food there. And fasting there. And praying there. The prayer is recorded, guys. Look at Jonah. It's recorded. And he prayed. You see, for you to do God's will, you gotta pray. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta pray. You gotta deny yourself. You gotta make God's will your will. I want to challenge you today. If you're not fasting for God's will in your life, that means you don't want God's will. <clears throat> for you to really pray about God's will in your life, not your will, not your experiences for God's will, for you to be about the spiritual influence behind your physical evangelism. You guys with me? Mm-hmm. Point number two. This is what you guys don't like, right? Get up early. <laughs> Get up early for God's will. Then I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> is he going to talk about me in the sermon? <laughs> Get up early for God's will and not your will. You know, if you can, turn to the book of Second Samuel. Let's look at someone who got up early. Everyone think about Jesus right away, right? Let's look at someone who's got up early. Jesus got up early, so you gotta get up early also. 2 Samuel chapter 14, and let's see someone who got up early right there. You know, 
what is in your heart today? I wanna, what is on your heart? Is your heart's desire for God to be glorified? Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Is your heart yeah. desire for God to truly be glorified? Mm-hmm. I believe, for you, you see, I believe in, in a world that we don't, we don't really do anything because we want to. We do anything because of expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go to your job because your boss expects you there. Let's yeah, be honest, guys. True. Yeah. You know, if, if, if he didn't call you, you wouldn't come. <laughs> if he was going to pay you, you would come. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Who goes to your job goes, oh, I like my job so much. <laughs> Bro, wow. if, there was no, if there was no money, man, you wouldn't go there. You wouldn't go there. You'd be like, oh man, I need, I need to pay my bills. I'm gonna go to my work today. You know, we do things out of expectation and because people are expecting it from us. Yeah. But when we do these things out of expectations, we're actually giving a half-hearted response. Mm-hmm. If there's no inner drive in you, inner drive then you're just doing it for your own self. Is your heart's desire for God to be glorified? Let's look at 2 Samuel. You know, you will know a person by how they wake up. <laughs> you're, I know I'm learning lessons, you know, at home. But I won't say anything. You know a person by how they wake up, what they say, what they do, the first look on their face. You will, I mean, seriously, record your face when you go home tonight. Put a film there just showing when you wake up, how do you look? What is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Why? What? Why? <laughs> Why oh, Where's my coffee? <laughs> you know a person by how they wake up. Seriously. Second sign of chapter 14. Let's see what this guy does when he wakes up. <laughs> and I'll show you some, a, a different guy here. In verse 25. Verse 25. It says, In all of Israel there was not a man so highly praised for his handsome appearance as Absalom. Mm. <laughs> it's like Tom. <laughs> really? In all of the United Kingdom, there is no model like Tom. <laughs> oh, it's like Peter with a great jaw. Oh, in all of London. There's no one like Peter's awesome appearance. <laughs> the guy one who is the rock. <laughs> it says, from the top of his head whoo, to the sole of his foot, this guy, there was no blemish in him. Wow. I mean, this guy wakes up in the morning, it feels like he's already cranking. <laughs> you know, he just wakes up like an Adonis. <laughs> And everyone just falls down when he walks by. <laughs> Whenever he cut the hair of his head, which for listen, this is a woman. Listen, woman. <laughs> he used to cut his hair once a year. That shows you how special this guy's hair is. Because it became too, uh, too heavy for him. <laughs> oh man, it's just too heavy. I mean. If it wasn't so heavy, I wouldn't cut it. <laughs> it's just so beautiful, but because of the heaviness of it. Oh, my neck. <laughs> it would weigh, this guy would weigh his hair. Oh my God. I mean, don't you, like, don't you love the Bible? Yeah. It tells us the details of the sins of people. Oh, yeah. And its weight was 200 shekels. It's like the weight of your hair is like 20 kilograms. You know, you know, I think of, you know, our friend Mark's Afro right now. <laughs> you know, I hope your hair is not as heavy as this, bro. <laughs> you know, but 
this guy woke up prideful. He woke up focusing on himself. He woke up thinking he's glorious. How do we know this? Chapter 15. In verse 1, in the course of time, you know, the love of the hair grew to grow, and it started growing more and more. Absalom provided himself with a chariot, Woo. horses, with 50 men to run ahead of him. And this guy's like, my father's the king, but who cares about the king David? Yeah. I will make myself king. I will get myself chariots, horses, and 50 men. What a prideful man. Mm. He would get up late. However, when would he get up? He get up what? Early. Early. This guy will get up early for his own will. For his own glory. <laughs> you know, we can say things about Absalom, about how prideful he is. But, but this guy gets up early for his own evil. What about you? Do you get up early for God's will? Do you wake up like, today's a new day. Let's go do God's will. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Pray your time, let's go. Or you're like, Oh, today's a new day. <laughs> and I want you guys to remember my face right now when we wake up tomorrow morning. <laughs> today's a new day. <sighs> Gotta go sing and save the lost. Oh, Lord. Ball of chain and commitment. Oh, Lord. You know. Today is a new day. Why don't we rewind this day back a few hours so I can sleep more? Why can't time just stand still? Joshua, please God, stand still. Today is a new day. This guy wakes up early to do what? To be joyful. What is he doing? Whenever anyone came with a complaint to the place for the king for this, Absalom would call out to them, What town are you from? He would answer, Your servant is from one of the tribes of Israel. And Absalom would say, Well, look, your claims are valid and proper. You know, you're, you know, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. No, in it, in it, in it. In it, bro. But there's no representative of the king to hear you. Oh, the king doesn't have time for you. God doesn't have time for you. Don't worry. And Absalom would add, if only, oh, I'm, and I'm sure when he said this, it would be like this, if only, you know, that long hair, oh, if only I were appointed judge in the land. Oh, no, just if only. I mean, no, 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 no if only, you know, if, don't take me serious, if only. Then everyone who has a complaint or case could come to me and I would see that they receive justice. This guy woke up to destroy God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. Are you waking up to build God's kingdom? Yeah. Let's be honest, guys. Mm. And then I don't want as honest here today. <laughs> All of you are either convicted or lying. <laughs> we wake with one and see to build God's kingdom. Or are you Absalomic? You know, we can be Islamic. We can be Hinduistic. But are you Absalomic? Because if you're Absalomic, you won't wake up early. Anyone wakes up early, you'll be like, oh, put your alarm off. <laughs> and now I think about my life. 
I used to wake up early <laughs> to go and get many numbers so that I could sleep with many women as possible. <clears throat> My life was all about me. I was a single guy who wanted to rule the female world. Wow. <laughs> you know, my contact list is about all the women I could get. Oh. I was so prideful, I had a special salsa shoes. Wow. You know, salsa was my god. You know, those who came to my house, they were dancing salsa a little bit. And then I got to the Caribbean, and then I got this job in the Caribbean, I got to the, I got the job of my dreams, everything is perfect. The perfect view of life, the Caribbean sea. You know, I am dancing, and I have this vision, dancing all night. You know, I'm like, I'm going to the Caribbean, I'm going to live Europe. I hate Europe. Let's go to the Caribbean where there's salsa every day, all night long. You walk down the street, it's salsa. You come back home, it's salsa, and everything is salsa. Everything is hot and spicy. You know? And I get there, and I'm like, oh, the woman don't like me because I'm a foreigner. Wow. Really? Oh, you don't speak our language, I don't want to talk to you. Wow. Oh, I have to go back to the Europeans again. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, I feel lonely. Oh, I don't want to. Let me call my ex girlfriend. I'm so sorry, please take me back. Wow. Please, please take me back. I'm so sorry, I shouldn't have broken up with you. I'm so sorry. See, it's about your will. That ride of pride will lead you to regretting your will. I want to challenge you today. Your will is the worst thing you could do. It's the worst thing you could do. That's the, I mean, look at my life. I really saw it, like that's the worst thing you could do. You see, Absalom must have thought, you know, if I become king, I'll be happy, right? Yes. What happened to Absalom? He died at the end of the day. It was short-lived. His pride was short-lived. You see, if that's who, if that's who I am in London, how many people are out there in London who are struggling, who are lonely? I want to challenge you today to make God's will your will. Finally, in closing, my time is running up. Fall to the ground and die for God's will. John 12. John 12. Let's see what John 12 says. We're almost there, guys. Hang in there with me. Don't fall asleep. Stay awake. Yeah. And, you, know, you don't want to. You don't want to fall asleep right now because there's no snooze button right now. <laughs> no snooze button, you know. And in, in John 12, we see what the Bible says there. And the challenge for us today is really go after your one on one. Go after your one, one, one. To go after who is that soul that wants to be saved. Don't want to go after it. Hell, I'm so encouraged to have Crystal's brother and sister-in-law here with us. Yeah. Let's give him You know, it is amazing to hear the message of God preached. And we need to bring people to hear God's message. In John 12, this is what the Bible says in verse 23. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be what? Glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only what? A single seed. But if it what? Dies. So it's not me that's telling you to die. It produces what? Many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will what? Lose it. While anyone who wastes their life in this world will what? Keep it for what? Eternal life. You see, God wants you to kill your will. To say, you know what? Uh, Done. Dropping it. 
Like your whale drowns when your wind is germinating and what a port. And like you're watering your whale to die. You put it down, dig a hole, put it in there. You know what? Give me some water. Drown that wheel. Drown it. Stamp it in there. Die. <laughs> and when you kill your will, God's will will rise up. True and painful lives that are saved. <laughs> you see, you want to save people? Yeah. Yes. Kill your will. That's it. Because you know what's blocking God's will? Your will. Because God will not force his own will on you. You have to make your will die so his will can come into your life. You yeah, yeah. Come on. And so, but if that is if you don't do this, you know what happens? Come like Jonah in the fish. In the storm. And in, in the Revelation, the Bible says that Jesus said, I know your deeds. You're neither hot nor cold. You're lukewarm. Who likes being cold? You like cold tea? You like, you know, I like cold tea? No, no, I'm not asking about iced tea. There's no iced tea in the Bible. I only asked you where she likes cold tea. A tea that was hot one day and then became cold. Who likes cold tea? No. Okay, amen. Who likes hot tea? Yeah. Yay. It's comfortable. Uh, it's comfortable. <laughs> well, you know if you're cold. If you're cold, will you know you're cold? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Will you know if you're hot, if you're hot? Yes. Will you know if you're lukewarm? Yeah. Mm, no. no, not really. Because Hot's that's kind of your yeah. average comfortable state. Yes, no. It's nice. Oh, nice to be nice. I'm not lukewarm. I'm not, I'm not too hot. I'm not too cold. It is perfect. <laughs> oh. Ooh. <laughs> no, guys. Jesus says he spits out lukewarmness. Are you lukewarm? Oh. Let's be honest, guys. Who is lukewarm yeah. here? Let's not, let's not lie, guys. Let's be honest. If you're lukewarm, raise up your hands. Come on, guys. Now, let's be honest. If you're lukewarm, raise up your hands. Okay. Who is cold? You know what cold is? That means you actually don't want to do anything with God. You feel like this. But Jesus says better to be cold or hot. Because someone who is cold can become, can become hot. Someone who is lukewarm, pointless, throw it away. Let's, let's make a new one. You don't reboil a lukewarm tea. You make a new pot of tea. <laughs> but if you have a hot tea... <gasps> Bring that, bring that hot tea to me. You know, make some nice ginger hot tea with lemon. You know, take away your cold and make you fired up. You know, helps, helps you to be the man and woman God wants you to be. God says, be fired up yeah. for his will. I want to challenge you today to get into a Bible study. And someone calls me Mr. Bible Studies. <laughs> someone says, you know, they give me a new, a new name in the church, Mr. Bible Studies. Well, I love that name because that's, at least I'm doing God's will. Yeah. And I hope, why, why is no one calling you Mr. Bible Studies? I'm like, why is no one calling you Mrs. Bible Studies? Why is no one calling you Mr. and Mrs. Bible Studies? You should be called something for doing God's will. Yeah. I want to challenge you today to get into a Bible study. If you're with us and you're a guest, I would have begged you on my knees, please get into a Bible study. 
Don't leave this country. Don't don't leave this country. Don't leave this city. Don't get into a Bible study. Because God's word wants to reveal things that you've never seen before. Amen. Don't be cold alive. Don't be pointless. Leave a legacy for your children. Leave a legacy that will change their lives. My father always said, in closing, he said, Son, whenever you use the toilet, put the seat back down. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I'm my wife. I'd like to see that. Fantastic. What is it? Back down. Because someone wants to use it after you. It might be a woman. Put a seat back down. Question Is your Christian life bearing fruit for other people? Are you putting the seat back down so that someone can sit in it properly and become a true disciple? Or are you just saying, it's all about me? Ah, thank God I'm a disciple. Ah, now I'm done. <laughs> Let's keep the seat up. I want to challenge you. Get into a Bible study this week to God be glory. Come on. Amen. We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. That's londonchurch.org.uk. That's L-O-N-D-O-N-C-H-U-R-C-H.org.uk. And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events, or devotionals, you can find all that on our website also. Once again, we'd like to thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.